Email todayradio at rte.ie. Now, three of the four meat plants in the Midlands where significant clusters of COVID-19 were found will not reopen this morning. Last night, Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly said meat plants in the Midlands, which had reported large clusters of COVID-19, should not reopen. The Thornish Thilly of Rauker, speaking to Morning Ireland, has said that an outbreak team is working to assess measures at a meat plant in County Offaly, which remains open. A further 68 cases of coronavirus were confirmed yesterday evening. Two-thirds of the cases were in counties killed Dare, Leash and Offaly, where limited restrictions are in place for two weeks in response to the increased spread of COVID-19. Well, I'm joined on the line now by Sean Fleming, Fianna Fáil TD for Leash Offaly and Minister of State at the Department of Finance, and David Cullinan, who is Sinn Féin Health Spokesperson and a member of the Special Committee on COVID-19 Response. And thank you both very much for joining us this morning. Um, Sean, I might come to yourself first because we did hear a lot of anger over the weekend from those three counties um, that, that got the limited restrictions put in place. Um, is it your sense that that anger is, is still there or has it abated somewhat? Well, the first thing I will say is the Fort Meat factory that hasn't announced its closure, I'm asking and the managing director to announce immediately that they will do that because the anger is connected to meat factory being open and restrictions being brought in in the rest of the community and it would help um, the public support uh, for these very difficult measures. They are right, they are necessary, but they're very difficult locally and if people felt the source of um, the, the, these outbreaks were all closed down during the entire period of these restrictions, it would be a big help in boosting public confidence to support the measures that the government rightly had to take last Friday evening. Mm. So, I mean, has the government moved a bit too slowly on this then? I mean, we only just heard your colleague this morning, Thosh the Lee of Ragger, talking about an outbreak team working to assess the measures. You're saying no need for the outbreak team, close it down. No, I didn't say close it down. I'm asking them to close it down voluntarily and not to have the state to do it um, over their heads because we work on the basis of Ireland of cooperation. Three of the others voluntarily decided to stay closed and we're asking the fourth one to do the same as well. And it's actually only right for that business. They should do the right thing and announce their closure now during this entire period of the restrictions, which last until Sunday week at least. Okay, and in terms of the anger then, um, Sean, you were in Port Leash at the weekend. What was the mood like there? Portlaoise was quieter than normal. I was doing my weekly shopping and I went to a number of shops and spoke to various managers in the shops and they said they were expecting queues. They didn't happen. And one of the reasons they gave me was that it was such a fine day. People were out walking at home in the garden, cycling up to Sleep Blue Mountains. And I think people took advantage of the fine weather. So we didn't have the usual crowding in the shops. But it's important that everyone knows we're not in lockdown. All the shops are still open right through the three counties. Everybody can go to work in these areas, go to work in Dublin or wherever else, or people from outside can come to work in these areas as well. So there are localised restrictions, but it's not of the scale of what we had before. Okay. Um, as I said, we're also joined by David Cullinan on the line. Um, David, thank you for joining me this morning. Good morning uh, what, what do you make of uh, the Minister for State's suggestion there that the, the remaining meat plant, the one in Offaly, should close down voluntarily? Would, would that resolve the issue, at least in the short term? Well, I think in the first instance, of course, uh, any meat uh, factory that has been the source of an outbreak should be closed. Uh, I think it's a strange position that we're in that that's been uh, called for over the airwaves. We were told that the Health and Safety Authority had the powers and were given the guidelines to ensure that there was proper uh, prevention and enforcement mechanisms in place. So I would have anticipated that the health and safety inspectors would have been on the ground over the last number of months. You know, Sarah, that these issues were raised as far back as April 
June, again July in the COVID committee. And it was very clear at that point that these meat factories, or some of them at least, uh, were not able to adhere to the guidelines. There had been outbreaks in the past, uh, and that led to community uh, transmission or increased levels of community transmission and clusters. So, of course, they need to be closed. And it's not an an easy decision to close any factory, but it's a much tougher decision, as Sean will, will certainly testify to, to have to close down a county and to restrict other businesses and close other businesses who are unaffected by the clusters. So I think we have to get much tougher. We have to make sure that the enforcement and prevention measures which need to be in place are in place. And I have some figures here, Sarah, from, that I got from the Health and Safety Authority. So they, they tell us that they have 570 inspectors. They, they also tell us that for the month of July, there was an average of 230 uh, inspections carried out. That's one inspection for every two inspectors. Uh, um, and I think that's not enough per week, that is. Of those average of 230 uh, inspections, only eight improvement notices and nine prohibition notices were, were issued. So the question then has to be asked, how many of those were in meat plants and how many of those were in the meat plants that we have Mm. now seen outbreaks in? And these are reasonable questions that people who live in those three counties are asking, because if you have pubs which are still closed in many parts of the country, if you have other businesses which are closed and we support that because we have to put people's health first and we have to abide by the health guidelines. And yet we have meat plants. Uh, that remained open and we don't know whether the fort is still open and yet they were subject to these type of clusters. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, let Uh, me put that uh, to the Minister of State, if you don't mind. Uh, Sean, what do you you make of those figures? Is that good enough, that that level of inspection in in workplaces that we have known from the beginning have problems? Yeah, uh, there have been an ongoing problem, but in truth, in the last month or two, um, here in the Midlands, we had very low rate of COVID, and we really got a spike in the last fortnight. So I can go back three, four, five weeks. This was not an issue, and we had a spike in the last fortnight. That's why in the interest of public health, we're taking these quick localised restrictions because of the localised spike. It hasn't happened to this extent in the other counties. There are meat factories in other parts of the country not affected by this, but we had a spike in these four factories in this Midlands, and that's why we've had to move very quickly in the interest yeah. of the community. I, I, have, the I have heard that that uh, argument being made by various government officials that there wa- this wasn't a problem, you know, last month or the month before that the things were very low. But of course, we were in a much stricter lockdown at that time. So it was as the country started opening up again that of course the virus is likely to spread and straight away then we did see the virus hit again the same places that it was hitting at the start. So does that not suggest we weren't ready or hadn't made the adequate changes to those workplaces, to direct provision etc to stop it from happening exactly the same thing that happened at the beginning from happening again? Yeah, and and definitely the onus is on the management of those companies, those meat factories that run their businesses, that bring in their workers every day to make sure they have a safe environment. And Ireland has worked very well on that basis over the last while. We've had quite low rates in recent times and the community transmission from person to person in the community has been exceptionally low in these counties. Yeah. Well, I tell, you, I tell you what, Sean, though, the, the problem is the businesses are saying they've done it. We, you know, we've spoken to Meat Industry Ireland on this programme before and they've said the protocols are in place. The meat uh, plant uh, factories are saying we've put in the protocols and yet we've also spoken to people, for example, back in May, our reporter Brian O'Connell did two special reports on, on meat plants. He spoke to workers in the meat plants and they were 
saying they don't feel safe. Uh, there was one person who said there's no testing being done at all when someone else has been caught with the virus you don't know who it will be. Another person was raising the issues of inadequate sick pay and low pay and the vulnerability to infection while living in close quarters with, with fellow workers and an accommodation that has been provided by the employers in some instances. So we knew all these stories from the workers and then we heard the story from the meat plants and the industry saying we've put all the protocols in place. So is it good enough to just say it's the employer's job to do it if the employers are saying they're doing it and yet we're still getting the infections? Or is it not the government's job to inspect to make sure it's being done? We do inspect and uh, the HSE have the legal authority to actually move on any particular factory that's a problem and there's one out there still open. They can either close or bring it or the HSE then can actually make a decision for them. I'm saying close in the interest of their own employees, show a bit of solidarity with their own community yeah. and the fallback is if they don't do that the HSE will have to deal with the matter. Yeah, but I, I suppose I'm asking about in the future now, how do we deal with this in the future? Do we need many more inspections? Do we need daily, every second day, you know, every week, whatever it might be? Do we need unannounced inspections? What are we going to do to try and make sure that these protocols are being adhered to? I'll tell you, we're going to have to do what we're actually now doing for several weeks in the nursing homes. Everybody gets tested fully, not just a temperature test going in and out work um, every morning, a COVID test. And every couple of weeks they have to be retested and every couple of weeks retested again because you can be clear now, but you can have it next month. And the same has to apply. That's happening now for all staff in nursing homes and the same has to apply for all staff in all meat factories you know even when we get beyond this particular spike that is not just test and give the all clear there has to be a continuous rolling testing of COVID testing and it's very important that when that happens we have the results quickly and I want to confirm this the people will be pleased to hear this the HSE confirmed to me on three o'clock on Saturday afternoon last that there was a less than a three hour delay for somebody saying they have a concern ringing the out of our doctor service and actually having the test carried out locally and I know from experience from other people they're getting the results back within 24 hours mm. and that's very important with people doing their you know wearing their masks and keeping their social distancing and if we can get test results back within the day which we are now achieving in the Midland region um, we're going to be very much on top of this and that has to continue. And yet I do wonder, Sean, you're saying that that's happening now and that's obviously great news, but perhaps could that be because there's a huge focus on the Midlands right now? Because we were just talking to a creche owner, I don't know, did you hear her, from from County Meath. She had an outbreak in her creche last Tuesday. Today's Monday and testing hasn't finished of all the people who are involved. It doesn't sound like a very big creche and all the people who are involved, the children and the staff have not yet been tested or got their results. A week later... Is it because there's no focus on that? Is it because there's focus on the Midlands that that sort of testing is happening? Are we just waiting for an outbreak now in Meath when when that sort of... I mean, we're being told it should be done in three days. Yeah, what, what, I, what I actually said was to focus on the nursing homes because you were highlighting the areas where we had problems in the past and this is happening nationwide in nursing homes. It's not a, a Midland issue, it's happening nationwide. Okay. The areas where we know we had a particular problem in the past, now we're going on rolling testing on an ongoing basis. But part of the reason we've had to make these tough but hard decisions locally and we will be asking for special support for businesses in those areas. I spoke to my Cabinet colleagues on that matter and there's a Cabinet subcommittee on COVID tomorrow to consider some of those suggestions. But the single biggest logistical exercise since COVID hit Ireland is due to occur in the next couple of weeks, the reopening of the school, 
one million children and students going back to school, 100,000 teachers, um, you know, special needs assistance and support staff. This is the biggest logistical exercise facing Ireland this mm-hmm. year to get the schools opening. And in the next couple of weeks, we have to be vigilant everywhere and take very strong action to make sure we try and get the schools open because okay. it's all about public health. Uh, David, can I ask you some of those suggestions put forward from Sean Fleming there um, that there will be regular testing in meat plants, for example, um, and also the suggestion that the COVID committee is going to look tomorrow at specific supports for the region. Well, first of all, we have been very, very supportive of actions which have been taken on public health grounds and some of them very, very tough decisions like the ones that were taken for those three counties and delaying reopening the economy. But it is extraordinary that we have a Minister for State calling on a meat plant to be closed. It should be done as soon as is possible, if not already. It can't be just this calling for things to be done over the airwaves. And yes, there there needs to be a responsibility and an onus on the company. But we can't have self-assessment here when it comes to these meat plants. If Sean was listening to SIPTU and other unions which represent workers, he will know that they and others have been expressing concerns about the lack of rolling testing, which needed to be carried out on a continuous basis, and the lack of rigorous and frequent uh, on-site unannounced inspections these meat plants. And at the end of the day, it comes down to this. Yes, it is tough to make a decision to close any company. And if that decision is made, and I believe it should be made, uh, then supports have to be put in place for the workforce. But it's much, much tougher to have to make a decision to close an entire county. So we do need, uh, Sean, to see much more rigorous prevention and enforcement strategies in place. It can't be a Minister for State calling over the radio on companies to do certain things. The Health and Safety Authority and the HSE have the power and they have the authority and we can go back to any amount of dull debates and the COVID committee hearings which discussed this ad nauseum. We know there is a difficulty and if any company is, if it's a meat factory or any other company, is simply not able to operate within the guidelines, then unfortunately a decision has to be made mm-hmm. to keep those companies closed because the risk of community transmission increasing is great. That's why these counties are now in uh, lockdown and I don't think people would be comforted to hear minister of, uh, ministers of state calling for things. They want okay. format. Can I put that to Sean then if you don't mind because it, it is a fair enough point isn't it Sean? I mean if the Gardaí found a pub that wasn't serving you know nine euro meal with, with a pint they have the powers to take away their licence don't they? So no, why not shut down a, a meat plant that has uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19? they can object to the licence being renewed you know, later on in the year. But the point is quite right. Over the weekend when um, most people weren't working uh, we've confirmed that three of the four have already decided um, themselves to close. So the government doesn't need to take action on the three. This is now Monday morning. I expect before this day is out there will be confirmation and that that, that factory will be closed. Okay. You know, and I'm, they should take the initiative themselves or otherwise um, the state will have to look at the situation. Three of the four have done the right thing, the fourth must do the right thing themselves this morning, or otherwise um, there, there are, the, the state has the options if they don't do the right thing. Alright, and, and just in relation then to this package for people in the Midlands and businesses that have been affected, do you have any idea in terms of uh, a ballpark figure, what would be re- required there to help those businesses? No, nobody has that yet, but like I've had discussions with ministers regarding cash flow um, issues that they're now going to experience. And they're just getting on their feet in the busiest two weeks of the year for the hotels and restaurants, and they're the main people affected. Um, there can be, I'm suggesting, some tax concessions. The normal supports that are there are um, 
going to apply, but these, these particular companies now have had extra costs. Everybody got, was in to get a restart grant to get the business up and running. They have now had to re- close down again, and they're going to have to reopen again. So there's very specific extra costs incurred in these three counties for all the businesses that are affected, and they're the issues that we're asking, or I've already spoken to cabinet ministers on in advance of tomorrow, but it'll be up to them to make the decision. I can't suggest at this stage in advance of any meeting what the outcome of that will be except that they will give a um, very close examination tomorrow. Um, David, I know that you're launching a document today on capacity in the health service. How much money is needed in your view? Two billion euro uh, initially, to be honest, because of the extent of the problem. I think we all know that we're facing a real emergency in our acute hospitals on a scale that we have never seen before over the next number of weeks and months as we move into the winter season. So we need a response of the scale that we've never seen before. And one of the problems and challenges... Is is that double what the HSE chief executive is looking for? Uh, no, I think what they've already allocated is €2 billion. Euro. They spent up to the end of the year, they've spent a, mm. a billion euro and they expect to spend more. So this is a full year cost. And this is to ensure that so we sorry, make up for the Sorry, just to be loss. clear on the, on the figures because I'm not entirely sure. As far it's as €2 I'm billion euro in addition to what has already been announced. Okay, but is there. the HSE not looking for an additional €1 billion? You're looking for an additional two. Is that, is yes, that right? Exactly. Yeah. And, so why, I, why do you need double what the HSE thinks they need? because what the HSE are also telling us, and I think they will have to come back for more, is that acute hospitals are going to be down about 40% of bed capacity because of the fact that they can only operate 80% of full capacity of hospitals uh, because of the infection control measures, but also they, they've lost an additional 20% because of social distancing guidelines. Now, if you can imagine for a second the scale of the problem that will create, ever before there was COVID, we had chaos in A&Es and in acute hospitals in any average If we're starting down up to 40% of lost capacity, that's an absolute disaster. So we need to leverage and marshal all of the resources that we can possibly marshal to get extra beds in the system. That means building modular units. It means sourcing uh, uh, alternative uh, accommodation in communities. It means reopening beds that can be reopened safely and and utilising private capacity if necessary as well. And I assume the plan to pay for this is borrow, is it? Yes, and that's yeah. the only thing that we have to do. But okay. listen, the reality is, if we don't do it, we're facing a real, real crisis. And if you're listening to nurses and doctors, they're telling us that they are at breaking point and we can't leave them go into the winter season further exposed with all of the dangers that will cause not just for frontline staff, but also for patients. All right, Sean Fleming, business packages, as you're talking about, for the Midlands, the pubs, many of them still closed. They're looking for compensation. Now we hear calls for an extra £2 billion from Sinn Féin for the health service capacity. And if you don't want to listen to them, a £1 billion extra capacity um, from the HSE is what they're looking for. How are we going to pay for all this? Well, I think the, first, the best way is to keep this dangerous virus under control so that most people can get back to work sooner rather than later. Some, some sectors will be later than others, we know that. Um, but we had well over 2 million people working in Ireland every, every week at the beginning of the year. If we can get back to that, people back to work um, in 2021 paying income tax and not having to draw down COVID payments. That is the best way of paying for this. If we keep the virus under control as much as possible and get as many people back to work, um, that will help rebuild the economy. And that's the only way we can eventually pay uh, these bills by people getting back to work, paying extra tax and not having to claim the COVID payment. Minister of State, Sean Fleming and also Fianna Fáil TD for Lee Shoffley, thank you very much for joining me. And also David Cullen and Sinn Féin, health spokesperson and member of the Special Committee on 
on COVID-19. Back after this. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.